You are listening to Committed, an ongoing conversation about marriage, intimacy, relationships, and sex. Good morning. Welcome to the pod. Welcome back. How are you feeling today? Triggered. So obviously I was just telling you before this that I was borderline triggered this morning. Some in my life would say straight on triggered, not even borderline, but so I'm coming full on. I'm I'm coming here. No, (laughs) (laughs) that happens too. I'm coming into today feeling a little disoriented, a little discombobulated. So I just wanted to state that starting off because my disorganized attachment is coming into play right now. Mm. No, I don't know. It probably does have to do with my disorganized attachment, honestly. And and so we were just kind of discussing what to discuss today in this short episode. And our goal is to give you shorter episodes, 30 minutes or less, so that you can listen to it on a quick car ride. You can listen to it on a walk and it's not you know, first of all, never hours long, but not even an hour long. So our goal is definitely to make them shorter. But we're we started- even, uh, we're even having, we're having, we start recording about half an hour before each of us has something on our calendars. So we have a hard stop every time. I think that'll be good mm-hmm. to, to move things along. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the day, at least for me, is always like squeezing everything in. Because that's just how my life works at this point. And I think a lot of it has to do with just kids take up a lot of my time. And then I have a short time period where I'm free and can work. And Mm. But so you brought up a good topic to discuss today. I definitely want to go back into trauma later on. We recorded one episode about trauma as it specifically relates to me. So I think there were some professional points in it and then there were some personal points in it. And I definitely want to go back into that because it's such an important and complex topic. And these next 18 minutes or so, we want to talk about gossip, communication, chit chat, uh, conflict, what to do in different relationships that you have, because this extends beyond just what to do with your partner. And I also like to point out to my clients or whoever I'm talking to, I specialize in relationships. It's not just the romantic relationship. It's also work relationships, family relationships. So this topic is going to be pertinent for everyone inside and outside of your romantic relationships. I also first kind of wanted to start off talking about info sharing on clients. I've seen some therapists talking about it online, on social media. And if you are one of my clients out there, I'm never going to share your name. I'm never going to share your specific story. The only time it might feel hairy for you, and I would love if you are out there, if you can bring this up in session with me, if you ever feel uncomfortable, people go through a lot of the same things. So I will share a lot of my stories that might feel the same as some of the stories that you have and some of the experiences that you've had, but I will never share your exact experience on here 
because that feels highly uncomfortable and unethical to me. And, and so I wouldn't do that. So I kind of want to just start off, make a note about that. Good. But Michael, when you were talking about gossip and we were just casually chatting about it, a few different things came up in me. Gossip with partners, gossip with friends, conflict with partners, sharing less is something you mentioned. And and then also at the end of my list, which is should be at the top of my list, is actually defining gossip. And you started talking about that. And I've actually thought about this before. So for me, when I'm when I'm thinking of the word gossip, I associate that as something I associate with that kind of negatively, actually. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference for me between sharing something with someone that involves me, and it might also involve other people, but it it involves and pertains to me, and it's about me, and I'm sharing that with a friend. So things that have happened to me, I don't look at personally as gossip. So if I'm sharing something like the story that I shared with you a little bit earlier about something that's happening in my town, but it has to do with me, I don't look at that as gossip. I look at that as like telling you a story about myself, but there are other key players in it that happen to be there. When I think about gossip, I think about putting people down and like being malicious might be a really heavy word, but just like not not necessarily being thoughtful or caring, just talking. Right. And with someone that you maybe don't don't necessarily trust, you're just talking with everyone about everything. That's kind of what I think of as gossip. That's just what comes to mind. Definitionally, it might not, but that's just how I kind of define it. Because part of I mean, part of the way that I work is I communicate a lot with the people that I love and I'm close to because it's something that fills me up inside. And so sharing things about myself, whether it's what happened during my day, whether it's trauma that I've had, whether it's um, anything that's greatly impacted me, like that's important for me. So I just don't, I don't look at that as gossiping, but I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, I sharing something about myself, I don't think of as gossip. Um, I never even thought of it that way. I typically think of gossip as talking about what other people are up to. And I don't know if that's the correct definition. I'm actually like looking up the definition now on Wikipedia <laughs> just to like yeah. see. All right, well, Wikipedia says, Wikipedia says gossip is idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal, private, or private affairs of others. The act is also known as dishing or tattling, but it's a topic of research in evolutionary psychology, as I was talking about earlier before we hit the record button, which has found gossip to be an important means for people to monitor cooperative reputations and so maintain widespread indirect reciprocity. And so there are other articles that are talking this, of this as well and that are saying that some anthropologists argue that gossip is is the human analog of social grooming, which is widely practiced by our primate cousins. And through gossip, we can create and maintain social bonds more efficiently, allowing us to form groups of larger sizes. So it sounds like gossip is an essential component to what we would call tribalism, I think. Um, but, you know, gossip can be as simple as, did you hear um, what Becky 
or Becky's going on vacation. Like it could be something just exciting, something to share information, but it could be, did you see what Becky was wearing for Halloween? Like, Oh my God, like in front of her kids, that's disgusting. Like there, you could go with both ways of gossip. Um, I personally love gossip just as um, a means of communication. And I'm also a busybody, so I like to know what my what the people in my life are up to. Um, that's just my personality. But I think there's probably an important discussion to be had about the boundaries of gossip and what can be shared um, confidentially about one person to another and to whom. Like if I'm gossiping to you about a friend out here or if I'm gossiping to my girlfriend about a friend out here, is there going to be a difference in what I can share and what I should share? Um, what is appropriate to share? What's crossing the line? I This has personally gotten to me into trouble in the last few months and I've been able to repair um, when I cross the line and then reestablish boundaries with each individual person. So for me, it's almost like every individual relationship is going to have its own boundaries when it comes to the subject. But I think there might be a generally acceptable maximum or minimal amount of sharing that we can agree upon. That's like, okay, maybe this is what, you should aim for what you said earlier is, you know, erring on the side of sharing less about someone else uh, to respect their own privacy. But I'm not an expert on the subject. I'm just trying to figure it out on my own. Um, and I want to figure it out with you. So I'm curious what you think about it too. Yeah, I know. I as you were talking, I was trying to think to myself, I know that for me and I'll just speak on like myself personally for a minute. I I personally feel uncomfortable in my body when I when I hear something that I'm like, wait, someone's telling me something that is about someone else and it doesn't there's not good intentions. I start to feel really uncomfortable in my body and sometimes mm. I will stop people and be like, I don't I feel uncomfortable with what you're saying. So I personally I just can't with certain things. Like if, say you want to come to me and talk about a celebrity, like, oh, did you see what the Kardashians are wearing? Honestly, even a part of me is like, well, that's their prerogative. Like, I think I would probably go into more so psychoanalyzing, like, why, like, like maybe not psychoanalyzing, maybe myself of like, well, why do I even feel the need to have any sort of opinion on that? Because it's not my body and women mm. should be able to wear what they want to wear. And so I, I don't know, I just go down the path of like what feels appropriate. And I think what I always come back to is, is this kind or not? And I, that's right. just who I am to my core. Like, does this feel kind? Right. And I don't, I don't, I don't always want to play devil's advocate because that's something that's really sensitive to me and not in a good way, just because of my childhood experiences with someone in my life who has been always a devil's advocate. And I felt like they were never on my side, but there's this happy medium of like, does it feel kind what this person is saying? What is the reason they are telling me this? If they're telling me this, because I just need to vent. Like sometimes one of my girlfriends will say to me, I need to be petty for a minute. And I'm like, 
you go at it, girl. Let's be petty for a minute. That's totally fine. And sometimes I will say that to her as well. Like I need to be petty for a minute. But for me, it's always coming from a place of what's going on for myself, not like me judging other people because I try my hardest to not judge other people. And I struggle when mm-hmm. people judge others. When people judge others, I'm like, there's just no reason for that. It's not doing anything positive in their life. I have no, the only place that this has gossip really has in my life, I will say, is with my husband. I will be petty as shit about anything with him <laughs> because it stays between us. It doesn't go anywhere else. It just will just be like that. You know, or like you said, there are certain things that I can just tell you you're across the country. You don't know a lot of these people and I can just, but that's more me venting or being triggered and being upset about something that I don't necessarily mean, but I don't think it happened. It just, it really, unkindness really, I just struggle with it. It irks me. It makes me think if this person is saying something to me, that is disrespectful or rude or going behind somebody else's back, what are they doing to me behind my back? And I just struggled. There's a, um, I have a Brazilian friend out here. She told me, she tells me all these little Brazilian phrases. One of them that came to mind uh, when translated means what Jack says about Jill tells us more about Jack than it does about Jill. Mm -hmm. So if Jack is gossiping about Jill uh, negatively, and whatever judging or, or whatever it is he's saying, I mean, I feel the same way. I feel almost uncomfortable because I might not even know this Jill person, but you're you're dumping all of this negativity on me about someone else. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't feel comfortable with it, but I've never actually stopped anyone. That's interesting. I like that you said that. Um, I'd like you to explain to me exactly what you say. If I start calling you and I'm like, Taya, I, I need to rant about... Bob, I'm just going to come up with Bob and Bob is such a piece of shit. And he did this to me and blah, blah, blah. And he's, he smells and he doesn't dress well. I mean, what do you say to stop me? Do you actually say like, Hey, you know, I, I don't want to hear that. Like what's, what's, what's your boundary that you put up? So that's a good question. The way that you said that matters. So you said Bob did something to you. And you have a judgment on him based on something that happened in an interaction between the two of you. And I do feel differently about that. But where I would go with that from a professional standpoint, even maybe a friendship standpoint as well, yeah, I would, is you're having an experience of Bob that doesn't feel comfortable for you, it sounds like, and you're greatly impacted by this person. To me, gossip would be I heard that Bob did this and he's a effing a-hole because, you know, I'm pretty sure that that person is right about that and now I hate him and I don't even, honestly, I'm probably the worst person to gossip with. I don't even know what I would say (laughs) about someone. The only thing that I'm ever going to say about someone is something that impacted me. Like every, one thing that's important to note for people listening is, we do have judgments. Every, that's how we live our lives. We have to judge based on our perceptions of things. But I think what's important is to notice 
am I judging based on reality or am I judging based on something that someone else said that I don't know if it's true or not? Am I judging based on my experiences that I've had with someone? Because I absolutely do. I judge people based on my experiences. If I find someone highly annoying because the tone of their voice annoys me and the things that they say and the way that they act and I'm just noticing how they move about in the world and that doesn't jive with me, I'm allowed to have a judgment on them. But if I go around spreading rumors about them or talking badly about them that is disconnected from my own experience with them, that's different to me than saying I'm upset because of my experience with this person. It hurt me. It didn't. It makes me think this certain thing. I feel differently about that. Does that Mm. make sense? It does make sense. I, yeah. what I've, what I'm also noticing is that this is a really complicated subject and yeah, it, <laughs> like there are a lot of ins, a lot of outs, different sort of scenarios where different contexts. Yeah. It's, it's a funny subject. Cause I think pretty much all humans gossip, but depending on the context of that gossip and the person you're talking to as well, like you can completely change the frame of it. Hmm. I also want to bring up something though, and that's conflict with partners and I don't know if we would define this as conflict, but if I have some kind of conflict with my partner and then I, and it is unresolved, I don't personally feel comfortable and I never advise my clients to go talk with other people other than their therapist or coach or other professional they're working with about it because it can skew someone else's viewpoint on your partner. And if you intend to stay with that person, then it's going to impact the way that other people see that person and you. So if I go to you, Michael, and say, you know, my husband, this and that, and this is what he said, and I can't believe it, you're going to get an impression based on that. And you're going to have a judgment on him without hearing his side of the story, without understanding where he's coming from. And that doesn't feel good to me because I'm going to then go reconcile with my husband because we're in a marriage and that's what we do. And now you've a tainted view of him. So I always advise clients, if you're having a conflict with your partner, keep it with your partner, ride out the conflict, figure it out. Now, I will talk with close friends about something after it's been resolved so that we both have more of a perspective on it. My husband and I are now on good terms after said conflict, and I have insights from that. I'm not currently triggered. I'm not super upset about it anymore. I, I'm looking at it from a different lens. But that kind of brings up in me something that I just wrote down in my notes. The more our nervous system is aroused, the more we believe conflict is true. And I think that that's important to know because if I'm in conflict with my partner and then I go talk about it, communicate about it, gossip about it, whatever you want to call it with my friend, I believe whatever issue that I'm having is my full truth without taking the other side into account or without empathizing or being compassionate with what's going on for my partner And then, you know, that will again do what I said before, which is skew that person's view of my partner 
And then my relationships are going to be impacted by that. Our relationships are going to be impacted by that. So that's a part of gossip that I don't condone for people and that I don't personally feel comfortable with myself. Not that I haven't done it because when I've been really frustrated about something, have I gone to say my mom and complained to her about it? But when I'm heavy in conflict about something, I do wait. I pause. And usually, you know, for me, my inclination is to go within myself. So I don't typically talk to people right away about stuff. I wait like a few days. But for some people, they want to call someone right away and they want to say, hey, you, you agree with my side of the story, right? Yes. And then you're like, but, but you're married to this person or you're in a serious relationship with them. Is that really what, what you want your family member or friend to think about them? So I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's a good point to be mindful of it. This brings us back to meditation. <laughs> mm. Good. You Utilizing any of the tools that you need to use to calm your nervous system down when you are hyper aroused or hypo aroused too. Because mm -hmm. if you're like in overdrive, but also when you're shut down and dissociating, going for a walk, exercising, we're talking about weightlifting last mm -hmm. night, splashing cold water on your face, doing meditation, listening to music, getting you to tune into what your physical body is feeling without tuning out and just distracting yourself. That will really help you to tune in and notice, oh, you know what? My heart's racing. I'm sweating. I have a headache. I have tension in my jaw. Um, my feet hurt. Like my hands are clammy. Yeah, jaw. That's a big one oh, for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. That's a huge one for me too. I could have many, many episodes on the jaw. But um, yeah, I, the rule of thumb I always tell myself is don't make any decisions while I'm angry. Just. Mm -hmm. Let it cool down. I mean, just think of how, how many, how much, how many articles in the news do you read, or how many crimes are committed, some sort of passion of some homicide or something like that. When someone's angry, it's it's usually when someone's angry, or an angry text, or a phone call, or a breakup. It's usually when someone's in a heightened state and they make a decision that they probably might regret later. And if they had just chilled out for a little bit and listened to some music or exercised a little bit, maybe. It would have turned out differently. Um, I've, that's a wide, that's a very large generalization, of course. But I think uh, if you have the luxury of of time to cool down and get into your body and maybe allow your system to relax a little bit and think through things, I think uh, generally things will turn out better. Yeah, and and I know we're going to end here, but that sort of just brought up something on divorce. And I know that that seems really extreme for me to just throw that word out here when we're not specifically, but yeah, like don't, like I tell, I tell a lot of my clients who are struggling their relationships and they're wondering, should we, you know, end the relationship, separate, divorce, break up. Don't do it in the middle of your conflict. If you're getting divorced, it's because you're sitting down with each other. You're, you're now in a calm place and you're saying, we don't want to do any more work on this relationship. We're done doing the work on this relationship, not from a heightened state of you're such an a-hole. I hate you. I don't want to be with you because chances are in the next moment, next day, next month, you are not going to feel the same. And I heard something that 
I thought was very insightful a long time ago, years ago at this point. And it was this woman who had been married for a long time. And she said, there were certain years of my life. And I want to say that again, years of my life where I was not in love with my husband. And I like for people to remember that because yeah, marriage and long-term relationships are very, very challenging. And there will be certain times in your life when either one of you is going through something and you don't feel congruency in your relationship. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that it needs to end, but you shouldn't in a heightened state make any decisions because you will likely look back and say, what the heck was I doing? Mm-hmm. So, Or just regret. We should have an episode on divorce at some point or marriage. Oh, no. oh yeah. Both. Like, Absolutely. And probably multiple. Like personally, I think that love is great, but love is like, I've never been married, but for, I, I think love is like 40% of the equation. I think there's so much more that goes into a long-term commitment like that. Oh, Shared values. Um, 20%. Right. 20%. Even, okay. I think, I don't even think love. I think passion and limerence is 20% of the relationship and commitment is 80%, which is why this podcast is called Committed. <laughs> and there we are. We're going to leave that. Uh, we're going to drop off right there. That's a perfect uh, segue to our fade out, but we'll have another conversation about this soon. See you again soon. See ya. See ya.